Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Distinct and unhappy noises. Mm. Well, the phone thing varies. Occasionally it sounds better on the phone, occasionally it sounds a bit. It sounds better on the phone when we're basically like face on the phone, you know. Yeah. Or if we have a good odd, a a good room with audio capability. Yeah. Weirdly, I think we've used the the phone in here a couple of times when the studio, when the system buggers up. And weirdly, it's not as good as when we might use it at yours. Yeah. Which is weird. Well, we'll be using it in my, my newly designed, lovely living room with its foot on next time. Oh. Yeah. Uh, which is not getting delivered until fucking tomorrow. Alright. Which is a good thing, though, because if it had been getting delivered today, we would have had to revert to the phone at my house. Yeah. Of course, I would have let you know well in advance. So, Scott... <laughs> How has your week been? It's been fine. I've been trying to finish up college stuff, and uh, so I don't. I've just been trying to finish up as much college stuff as I can because you know, I've just got a few bits and pieces to do, and then just that's me. You. That's me. I am done. You are Duffy. done. Done. Duffy. You are finito. And then I just need to sit and worry that I might not get my HND until I get until the actual certificate arrives. And I'll get confirmed whether or not did I or did I not get you, my HND. You will sit and you will stress and you will go into a pit of despair, turning you into an alcoholic wreck. I will just sit there and I'll just sit there for a month, for a good couple of months in the corner, just in a wee ball called up. Am I gonna Drinking get cider, going, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. And then by the time you get it, you're an alcoholic and you're fucked. I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, I'm not going to get it, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> yes, and then I can decide what, and when that, if that comes, then I will know whether or not I will be able to get into university. Because the HD, my, my condition on getting the course that I'm up for at uni, uni is depending on getting the HND. So pray tell, pray tell, pray tell. What if you didn't, what if the worst case scenario does occur? I either need to redo the HND or get a job. Or maybe both. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh no. Yes, yes, oh no. Not get a job. I know. I didn't want to have to come. <laughs> you didn't want it to have to come to that, but. It may it may come to that. Mm-hmm. If you if you get a job in some kind of establishment like, you know, gives out food and or coffee and or no. alcohol. No. You know, since I'm your radio compadre here, give us a few freebies. Go on. No. <laughs> why not? Because I would give you freebies. That's probably why I would end up getting fired. But yeah, no, that's why I'm not giving. That's why I'm not giving you any freebies because well, I probably would get fired. Don't tell people you're giving me freebies. They're gonna eventually find out because they're gonna notice. It's like, oh, it's okay, okay. Pay for it, Len, and just give it to me. Oh, I'm not paying it in my own pocket. <laughs> that's not how it works. You come in, you give us money, we give you the thing. Look, <laughs> we're arguing about. We're my arguing about your hypothetical job. And hypothetical place that sells food but doesn't exist. Yes. It's a good radio show, this. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Paul, how was your week, you mad bastard? <laughs> My week was fantastic. I I drank vodka at the weekend. Very, a lot quicker than I probably should have done. Oh yes, don't again tell only good things will come after that sentence. Yeah, well you see my my terrible affliction is if you give me vodka and cola, I will drink it at a leisurely pace. If however you give me vodka and fresh orange juice, I will drink that at a pace as like a like a poor person who has never seen water. <laughs> and I and what, I what what a comparison. And I did that and sank several vodkas in the space of about an hour, you know. Several of them, and I was I was mildly sick, mildly sick. But you know I was surprisingly perky the next morning. Hmm. You know, surprisingly so. I even got up and did some housework <laughs> with a hangover. You know, the fact that I'd smoked a bit of weed may have helped. You know, but yeah, that's lesson, kids. Drink, smoke weed, and you'll never have a hangover. Smoke weed, drink vodka, and you will do housework. Yeah. When you get your kids to do housework, give them vodka. And weed. And weed, yes. Vodka and weed, it always helps. Give them an, give them an incentive. Because <laughs> we are not, we are not oh, good influences, are we? And I, and I got some new books this Ooh. week. Because I seen them and they were on sale. They were from, down from £12 to £4. And that little shop in Clyde Bank works. What did you get? I got... Uh, shot, stabbed, and poisoned. The history of assassinations through the ages. It's gonna say a bit of a spoiler there in the title. Yeah, and I also got um, unsolved conspiracies. Ooh, I thought it'd be good, and I I like all that historical shit. You know, it's really the whole point of a conspiracy theory is that it's a theory, and and then by proxy it isn't solved so how can you have a book called unsolved and conspiracy theories well you do have some conspiracies that turn out to be true well, yeah but you know what's this is the ones that have not got any conclusion conclusion to them yet you know like yeah. whether they are true or not true yeah. and i haven't got to that book yet but i find it will be interesting not quite as interesting as the assassination book got. that's yeah. fantabulous so many. Is that dead. even a word? Well, it's a word I'm fucking using. <laughs> New word, fantabulous. The children will use it. It will end up in the dictionary, and I will make money. Gah. <laughs> there you go. Anyways, don't I, don't that sound like a happy and well tuned in individual? No. Why not? Because you're not. You're not. That's not what I was used to describe you. I am. Are you saying I'm a mildly unhappy, unhinged individual? Yes. Because you'd be lying. <laughs> Terribly. Ha <laughs> ha. What did you do? I upload the understanding of the table. Well, that's, that, that's what you get for calling my character into question. Anyway. <laughs> I can move on to my thing without you shouting about all about yourself, as, you, as you're one to do. How will people know? My main highlight of the week yesterday was going to a trampoline park. Woo! Did you trampoline? No, I just sat at the sides. Aw, were you yes, a little doll? I, yes, of course I. <laughs> yes, of course I trampolined. Was it fun? Yeah, it was uh, gravity over at uh, what's now called Soar 
over at Bayhead Shopping Centre, what used to be called Escape, is now called Soar for some reason. Uh, did Did you have a little bit of childlike joy in you going, yay, I am trampolining? Yeah, I used to have a trampoline. I, am, I am bouncing up and down. <laughs> yay! <laughs> I used to have a trampoline in my back garden and I could tell five minutes in I was, I was out of practice because I was already a bit... Yeah. It's kind of on the same level of drunk adults in a bouncy castle. The cool best part that I was on most thing was was about we jump a wee ledge on your trampoline and bounce on this big airbag. <laughs> <laughs> so, I cool. could ju- so I could jump on it and pretending to do elbow drops. <laughs> See, your childlike spirit knows no bounds. Yeah. Also, they make you sit through this... Uh, it's a safety video before you go on. Yeah. So you're sitting there watching this video says, please follow these instructions. Failure to do so could result in broken bones or even death. <laughs> well, have a fucking happy time on the trampolines, eh? Bounce, bounce, but bounce safely or you could die. Careful. Have a good day on trampolines. Careful, you might die. Death, horrible, bouncy death awaits you all. So I sat through and then got a bit too excited when I went on the trampolines and nearly, nearly broke my fucking foot. <laughs> They nearly, caught up, they nearly caught up under one of the springs, which is the one thing, one of the thing in the safety video they tell you not to do. When? Why did you do it? I don't know. I got a bit too excited. <laughs> I, was, I was fine, but yeah, by the end, I was sweating. I was nasty. But then it didn't help. I went outside and it was boiling. I bet in your head, though, there was a little childish voice going, "I want to go again. I want to go again." A little bit. Yeah. Oh, I'll be, oh, I'll, be, I'll be back sooner or later. I'll be back. Oh <laughs> dear. Although, also I went up to upstairs to the we have a caffeine uh, cafe, but no, oh, yeah, uh, I I grabbed I got myself a bottle of coke and as soon as I paid for it, I downed like half of it because I was so <laughs> thirsty. Jeez, so, like, I I barely paid for the coke. Took the coke, was walking, starting to walk away. A guy who worked in the thing passed me. He was talking to the woman who worked behind the counter, and all I could hear as I was walking away is because there's nobody else in the mm. uh, the thing. It was a bit quiet. Is why I went that, that time. Yeah. Uh, she's went. This cafe's a fucking shambles. <laughs> that's all I hear. Like, well, that's fucking happy to hear. And as you just paid to you. Maybe she was just a very unhappy woman. Maybe. Maybe she was. She was taken out on the poor proprietor. Yeah. Uh, Maybe yeah. you should have punched her in the nose. I doubt that would have solved anything. It might have made Caffey, him feel Caffey, better, though. Caffey would still be a shambles even after the punch in the nose. But it would have made him feel better. No, it's not him. She said, the one behind the counter said it to the guy who worked, who also worked at the trampoline. Oh, oh, oh. Did you I think a random customer came in? I thought it was a customer coming out. No, 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 it was two staff members talking to each other while the place was quiet. Ah, well, okay. I, 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 I will adjust my opinion on that one. It's always to violence with you, isn't it? It's not always to violence. It's usually to alcohol. Which causes violence. No, it doesn't. Not with me. I'm a happy drunk. Happy and chatty. Also, uh, later on that day, I went to go see Jurassic World 2. Is it any good? It was okay. <laughs> That's enough of that one, then. Mm-hmm. This, is why I, this is why I don't do regular reviews. Oh, next up, Jurassic World. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's alright. <laughs> it was a film. It had dinosaurs in it. Mm-hmm. It was a dinosaur world. The Di- end. Dinosaurs are out. Dinosaurs are cool. Dinosaurs are cool. Dinosaurs eat people. People act stupid. The end. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Anyway. I Anywho, said, I said yeah. I had, uh, I had quite a bit to talk about 
uh, wrestling wise. Oh no, what have you got to talk about? <laughs> well, excuse fucking me for having things to discuss. I kid, I kid, go on. Do we have having content for our show? <laughs> I kid, just go on. I, just while I didn't leave it up to you. What do you mean? Do you think it would just be me ranting about my hatred of certain individuals in the public eye? Possibly. Yeah. And then you'd, you'd rant in one episode and then you'd come back next week you'd have nothing else to talk about. Because I'd, I'd rant it all. Yeah, you'd, you'd let it all out, you'd waste it all. Until until someone else annoyed me. Yeah. Well, so I, I, should, I should take all of five minutes. Surprisingly, no one has annoyed me this week. <laughs> Surprisingly. I usually have something to bitch about. I have been stunned into silence. Yeah. I mean, I, I did see a picture of Ed Sheeran in the paper and feel like felt like punching him right in the face but that's just because of Ed Sheeran's face you, you felt as anyone else with sense would do yeah I mean you, you look at him and you think what the hell are you what is your appeal yeah what what is your appeal you ginger little shit I'll tell you, I tell you say we did a night I was doing a magazine show for college and one of the things I talked about was music and uh, with me and Jacob when, yeah, who you'll know, Paul. Yes. Yeah, we were talking about, and there was another guy, Jonathan. Uh, he'd prepared the notes for the music section, but he wasn't in that day, so we had to essentially take the notes in and do the segment without him. Yeah. And he'd mentioned Ed Sheeran because all that was maybe topical, and at that point, Ed Sheeran had a couple of number ones at the time. Yeah. We briefly just pointed at the stat, read at the stats for it was maybe five minutes long. We read at the stats the first like thirty seconds ago that Jonathan was there, and then immediately put it down. I essentially talk shit about Ed Sheeran for the next for the remainder of the segment. They yeah, just ripped on. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's a good. Well, thing. We, we said we were going to talk about Ed Sheeran. We didn't say we were going to talk about Ed Sheeran positively. Yeah, we'll just call him a ginger dick. Well, we didn't go that far. We just essentially pointed out we don't like him. We don't get him. We don't get what he, his appeal is. Ed Sheeran, you're a ginger dick, and you shouldn't have any celebrity. You're an annoying ginger dick that wears a checked shirt. What? What the fuck is your appeal? You dick. Why did we go from res- me talking about, talk about some wrestling to you writing about Ed Sheeran? I don't know, but go on. I'm I see. I I can easily cut my rant. I'm done. Only after I pointed out that you went off already. <laughs> you let me. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I can't. I can't control you. <laughs> you can buy me a pint. No, I'm not gonna buy you a fucking pint. <laughs> You realise I do this just to wind you up? Yeah, and you're fucking succeeding now. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> what I was going to talk about is uh, New Japan's uh, most recent show, Dominion. Alright. Uh, They're second biggest show of the year, apparently. Uh, it, had some good, it had some good stuff on it. The, the first half of the card is mostly uh, tag matches. Yeah. Uh-huh. to kind of get people on the card. Well, one of them was a, for the junior tag titles. Uh, but the other the other ones were essentially just get people on the show. Yeah. I'm not gonna even gonna mention the fact that people want a bit WWE's mentality to get everybody in the cards and yet. New Japan done it. Yeah. They do it quite often. Yeah. Quite often they they apparently bring out people for like ten tags and. Um, sorry, I don't, don't want to be seen as a New Japan hater and always on WWE because I like New Japan just. Yeah. Although. WWE always, I get what they mean by WWE because they always have like random like battle royals or shit like that. Do you do you mean you can't see why people bitch about WWE having to have everyone on a card when they don't bitch about other companies having everyone on a card? Is yeah. that generally yeah. the thing? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, people just like to rally against WWE because it is the most popular fucking thing. Yeah. They don't. People do not like the most popular thing. They never have. You know. Mm-hmm. If something becomes mainstream as fuck and everyone likes it, then they go, "Well, I don't like that." See, so, see, it sounds like this where I don't, where I want to I like expressing the opinion, <coughs> but I also don't like feeling like I might be telling people not to think a certain way or how they should think. This is just opinion based. Why, why should you feel bad about that? People, are, people have a mind of their own. If they listen to you and agree with your opinion, that's cool. But I'm sure there's many of them that listen to us and think we talk shit. Probably. Both of us. So I think I think your conscience is clear. Yeah, I shouldn't feel bad because the sound match to say the rest was was actually good. So yeah, really good. Uh, said the never open weight title. Yeah. Was, uh, defended in a triple threat, which is apparently the first triple threat in New Japan for five years. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they don't do you know, multiple man like triple or four ways too often. That's why when they had that when it's that four way that happened at Wrestle Kingdom from the junior title, yeah, why it was seen as such a big deal because it's a rare AC matches like that. It was and a big deal because it was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was the champion Hiroki Koto against Michael Elgin, who's a a very large Canadian man. Very large, or like, is he a big fat fuck, or is he no, a big no. muscly fuck? Big muscly fuck. Ah, he's quite. A, he's not like a lumbering like as well. He's he's agile. He can move. Is he like a Batista, I or is know. he bigger than a Batista? No, I don't think he's bigger than Batista. I, just, I don't know really know how he's game, but he is a big man. Is he big, like big, a big Mike? Is he like a Triple H at his peak? I don't, I don't know how to describe him, but I'll, I'll show you a photo maybe after this. But anyway, he's a big lad, that's all you need to know, and he can move. Aye, so he's a big bastard that can move. And there's a guy called Tai Chi, who, well, weirdly, I, I managed to see there's a random, I don't know a lot about him, so I don't know why there seems to be a lot of actual hate towards him by Japanese fans, because it was translated by the English commentary that apparently the, what the crew were chatting at, where half of them, some of them were saying, let's go Tai Chi, but the other half were saying, Tai Chi, go home. Tai Chi, go home. That's very unpleasant and kind yeah. and unkind to him. Sorry, while Paul jaddles his keys in that very loudly. I apologise. I was trying very hard not to have them rattle against the chair. Well, it doesn't I help. Failed. It doesn't help when you're hanging them from a chain from your trousers. If I do not do that, I will lose them. I know, but it's going to make noise on the microphone. That the, the big fucking microphone that will pick up. If it didn't, I mean, if your microphone didn't pick up, mine would have picked it up. Cam. Sorry. All noise is gone. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, that, it, it, was, it was a bit slow at first because I think you can tell that uh, New Japan aren't used to structuring these types of matches. Yeah, it's not really their deal, is yeah. it? Was, that was a good bit where Goto went a... Uh, it was a good bit where Goto went a suplex Taichi off the top yeah. Michael Elgin climbed up on the ropes on the, on the outside and d- went in, in the ring to a sunset flip bomb on a Goto which then led to the suplex <laughs> jeez yep uh, we had yeah in the finish game where Elgin power bombs Taichi and then picks him up for another one buckle bombs him into the turnbuckle where Goto happens to be so squashes Goto in the corner Mm. Picks up Taichi for another powerbomb, this is a set-out powerbomb, <laughs> and now Michael Elgin is the never-open-weight champion. Pretty sweet. I didn't know, yeah, 
forgot there's a thing I forgot about until the country reminded me of it. There was a thing two years ago at that same event where they had the first ever Lara match in New Japan. It was for the Intercontinental title where uh, Elgin actually won that as well. <laughs> so two firsts at Dominion for Elgin. That's nice. a good thing for him. Uh, with uh, the Young Bucks finally moving up to the heavyweight tie division. Nice. And they were challenging the heavyweight tie team champions of Evil and Sonata. Evil and Sonata? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, I know. They always, New Japan people have funny names when you. It's funny to hear the names of New Japan wrestlers when you don't watch it as. Evil and Sonata. Yes. Anyway. Uh, Scary. Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> Oh, my brother, I tell you, my brother went to uh, the Ring of Honor show that was in Edinburgh uh, last month, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're coming back in August, so I'm, ho- so I'm hoping to go to that. There was a, a meet and greet bit at the start uh, before the show. My brother didn't meet anybody because he, he thought it was a bit dear, but he was moving past and he was a bit cramped. And he, someone bumped into him, right? So he moves back and he, feel, and he puts his hand out on a table and he feels something. He turns around and it's one of the IWGP heavyweight tie belts. <laughs> he's accidentally touched Evil and Sonata's table. He's at, and Evil just he's Evil is very a scary looking man. And he was just stared. Apparently, <laughs> just came out of just the biggest death room. I was just slowly moved away. Like, don't touch my belt. Yeah. Although my brother said said a small part of him looked at looked at he looked at the belt, looked at Evil, looked over at the side where there's a clear path to a door that went into the car <laughs> fight. For a brief second, he thought of doing bad things. Yes, he thought. I look like I could. He looks like I could outrun him. <laughs> As I said, maybe were you are you willing to take that chance? <laughs> I would not. I would not fancy your chances if he could get his hands on you. That's probably the look that evil gave him. Yep. Like, no, I'm, no, I'm do you feel the, lucky, punk? No, I don't think he knew he was going to. He was thinking of taking the belt, but that's what I said to him afterwards when he told me about it. I'm like, I don't fancy your chances. Yeah, he would have eaten him. Yep. Anyway, uh, Matt Jackson of the books has been. Uh, has been dealing with a back injury. I don't know if it's cave or it's actually real, but he injured it in a match at their Wrestle Kingdom match. He's kind of been dealing with it. Mm. And we also hinting that Nick is had to carry the bulk of the work. And then the kind of roles were reversed where Nick actually goes for a super kick and then I think it's evil that moves and he kicks the post. So now Nick's got an injured foot in the match, so Matt has to yeah. carry the load of it. Like there's a bit where <coughs> I, do, I told you about the movie Indie Taker where they have the Someone had a tombstone version, they all springs up in the door. And they had it also have a same version of the movie, except they had a flip, which is called the Meltzer Driver. <laughs> which is because, which is uh, why, because Dave Meltzer is quite fond of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the revival, uh, they had that two or three falls match at Tigor Toronto, and Dave Meltzer said he wasn't sure if he could give it five stars, and Scott Dawson and the revival tweeted him saying, uh, if we called our, we changed our finisher maneuver to the Meltzer machine. Would you give it a spin? <laughs> and did he? No. <laughs> no, no, because no, he didn't change it. So maybe Uh-oh. if he had changed it, they would have. Maybe. But yeah, the uh, so yeah, Matt goes to do the move, the spring off the rope, and he falls off the t- off the ropes because he can't get yeah. he can't properly get it. But eventually, they managed to hit the super double super kicks despite Nick being on one back one leg. And then mm. they, instead of doing the interview, they go back to their old move, which is called More Bang for Your Buck, where it's Matt has, to, where essentially Matt did most of the work in the move, so that would mean, that meant they could hit that move more effectively than doing the indie taker, whereas Matt did a roll and sent on, Nick hits the 450, mm. and then Matt does hit, goes up to the ropes himself and hits a moonsault. <laughs> so 
So like so let's say there's three moves in that match has to do two of them, so the all Mick has to do is really go up to the top and hit the So yeah, so they hit that move and then the Young Bucks are now the heavyweight tag team champions. That was pretty cool. I mean they talked on Jerry's podcast about how everywhere else they went before besides New Japan they were kind of on, uh, near the top of the card or in the main event but because they were the junior tag division and most big shows they were kind of the opening act and they talked about how they kind of enjoyed that for a while yeah. it kind of humbled them it kind of it kind of brought them back down a bit yeah so yeah now they're the heavyweight tag team champions uh, it was a special six man tag it was Cody Rhodes uh, Marty Skiddle well, I forgot to mention the Young Bucks as well as in them are also two thirds of the six man tie champs in New Japan yeah. along, along with uh, Marty Skirtle mm. who was in the six man tie along with Cody Rhodes and Hangman Page against a team of Jushin Thunder Liger uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi who was essentially four card I came in who was the heavyweight champ was essentially the John Cena the promotion. he's the guy that carried mm. New Japan for like ten years nearly except, except everybody loved him Ah, so he wasn't the John Cena then. Yeah, but the closest <laughs> comparison though, I have him being the top guy for so long yeah. as, as John Cena or Hulk Hogan maybe. There you go. He's a Hulk Hogan between. Except he, is it? Well, I don't know if Hiroshi's a racist. If not, it hasn't come out yet. Yeah, not not everyone loved Hogan in the end up. You know, I'm just trying to make the comparison. I know you're. It's a good comparison. Yeah. yeah so the team of Liger, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Rey Mysterio Jr. Oh. Or. Well, I love how he, when he's not in WWE, he likes how he go, quickly he goes back to being called Junior. Yeah. Also, when his match graphic came up, usually Ray spelled R E Y. Aye. For whatever reason, the match graphic came up, it said R A Y. Yeah, what I the fuck? I don't know what. I don't know if that was a mistake, but on the production people thought, or maybe they're trying to do that purposely to. No, it's, it's it, Ray. Uh, maybe they're trying to get some around. R E Y. Trying to get around some sort of copyright, maybe. I don't know. Oh, no, no. It can it be Ray? Oh. You know, no, yes, no, he's R E Y, not R A Y. I think now the New Japan logo. You are not Ray, you're Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the New Japan logo is kind of a uh, lion, kind of, kind of looks like a lion. So Raymond still came out with a thing, it was a mask, it was half his like traditional mask and then half of the New Japan logo. Yeah, it's kind of a cool looking mask. Cool, uh, <coughs> weirdly, in this match, it was actually. I thought Ray would be involved in the finish because he kind of, he kind of, or at least Marty Scott would be involved because he, he kind of provoked all three guys in the opposite team because I don't I can't remember what it is he said about Tanashi but through the Super Juniors tournament he was constantly very provoked Liger who was on comment the Japanese commentary yeah and back at Strong Style of Alden March when Ray was making compete but he couldn't because he was injured he just came in and cut a promo and mm. and Marty Scott attacked him. So I was assuming Mario would be involved in the fish to set up a match with either Ray or maybe Liger down the road. But instead it was actually Cody picking up the win by pinning Liger <laughs> with a crossroads, so which was kinda of odd, not what I was expecting. <laughs> Plus I wasn't expecting Ray to lose. Mm. Thought he'd like win this maybe on the win team this match and then when he was in a singles match against maybe Mario, then he puts the puts the younger guy over. Mm. Uh, now, if you're not a fan of in wrestling of people being dropped on their heads or their neck you're not going to be a fan of the last three matches of the show no because there was a lot of that yeah but more worryingly so in the junior heavyweight title match where Will Osprey was defending against the best of super juniors winner may, may I just quickly if you're not a fan of that then don't fucking watch it 
you know, most of the season the fact they haven't so frequently in these three matches. Yeah, but still, if you're not a fan, don't watch it. You know what happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it's been against, uh, against Hiromo Takahashi, who won the best of the Super Juniors tournament, which means he got his, he means he got a shot at this show. Yeah. Uh, Never mind, there was a point I was going to say for a reason. I'm going to save that for a bit later on. Uh, a bit later on today or a bit later on in the show? A bit later on the show when I'm finished towards the end of this bit. So I was thinking, like, oh, it's going to be a point, but no, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but Will Osprey really almost missed their miss me a weekend because they, there was a show on April 1st in New Japan where he went for a Spanish fly on the apron and he landed very badly on his neck. Oh. So yeah, so his neck's been kind of touch and go since then, so constantly, every time you see him hit a bump, it made him land on his head or neck, he kind of, well, I know I was, I was kind of worried about him, mm. he's only like 25. <coughs> you don't want him to be retired before he's 30. Because Walter played a clip from Dave Meltzer's podcast on his, during a press conference saying that Meltzer was worried about the way that Rossi wrestles at the minute, that he's going to end up like the dynamite kid. Because kids are now in a wheelchair. Mm. Which uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully. So, yeah, there was a lot of like spots where you land, people were landing on their. Noggin. Like, there was a spot where there was the part of the map was exploding. I think uh, Rome was meant to hit a sunset flip bomb on uh, Will onto the concrete. But uh, I think Will kind of missed it and only partly hit the concrete and mostly landed on the mat. Mm. So, although if you're hitting the concrete, any part you're hitting the concrete probably will still be in. Just as well, his neck didn't hit the concrete, otherwise, he would have been fucked. Mm. So, yeah, uh, Roman thinks he hit some weird version of an underhook pile driver, uh, kind of then followed up with a death pile driver in the corner, and then hit a move called the time bomb. The time bomb? Aye, so his nickname is the ticking time bomb. God. Where he lifts him up on his shoulder and kind of does some kind of spin out move. I can't, I don't really know how to describe it. Yeah. He hits that move and pins him, and now Roma is the uh, junior heavyweight champion. Junior heavyweight champ. Yep, and uh, the next match was the match I was kind of most looking, most interested in, which is Chris Jericho. Yeah. Challenging uh, Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Intercontinental Title, because uh, Jericho, <sighs> it was rumored that this match would happen uh, at the March show in America. Yes. Yeah. Jericho attacked Naito the night after Wrestle Kingdom, but apparently I think they had problems with him and New Japan coming to some sort of deal. So then nothing happened. Wait, New Japan and Jericho? Yeah. And uh, so then Naito, a couple months later, won the aircon and then one month after shows he's going through the crowd. Jericho, in disguise as a fan, attacks them and busts them open with a ring bell. Mm-hmm. And then keeps showing them the, in these videos saying he was coming for them. And Jericho tends to swear a lot when he's mm-hmm. not in New Japan to the point people online have started calling him Chris, Chris Swerico. <laughs> yeah, so he came out. Uh, he didn't he attack Naito before the bell, so Naito comes out, comes comes out in a he's kind of it's kind of because he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He comes out in a suit and kind of slowly takes his time to take the the suit off. So he comes out in his suit and Jericho attacks him before the bell match can start. So he's essentially beating him up and he's before he's had a chance to take his suit off yet. Yeah. And this is where I talk about the people on their heads because Jericho takes him up to the, the like it's timekeeper or the announcers table and he's DDTs him on the announcers table. Jesus. Yeah. I think Naito got cut under his cheek or in his eye at one point. Yeah. And then uh, once Naito eventually got his suit off and that, he took Jericho back to the same table and had a pile driver on that table. <laughs> so, yeah. Get on. Uh, there was a couple where 
he sprung off the ropes, but Jericho caught him in a clothes breaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nigel kicks out, but then uh, Jericho nearly knocks him in the referee, kind of turns his back to avoid getting hit. And then yeah. Jericho low blows Naito, hits a second clothes breaker, and now Jericho is the IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Which is surprising to a lot of people because they thought he was only on a limited contract deal. Now he's won one of their, their titles. That doesn't mean that he's not on a limited contract. Yeah. I actually don't see Jericho kind of sticking around New Japan. Any, I think at the latest he'll be at next year's Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And then that'll be him because then he's done like a year. Cause he's he's already he's not gonna do like every show. Yeah. Since the New Japan, I think he's had all these offers. Like he was offered to do like all the All In show. Yeah. But he said no. Hmm. And uh, now Jericho. Oh, there's an argument going on online. If this technically means Jericho is a ten-time Intercontinental Champion. Yes, it does. Yeah, because like even though it's not. You know, when he said he's a nine-time WWE Intercontinental Champion. He's a ten-time Intercontinental Champion overall. Yeah. Uh, even Jericho, I think this is part of his character, is now calling himself an Intercontinental... <laughs> what the fuck was... Fucking idiots. Sorry. Because I think Naito, I, th- I said now he doesn't give a fuck. That's his gimmick. What well, I think is he doesn't give a fuck about belts, so he was constantly like, chucking them about or forget to bring them out. Yeah. And yet people want reigns when he when he threw the Intercontinental belt over his shoulder, but... Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to nitpick. But uh, anyway, Jericho in his post-match interview, which they're known for doing in New Japan, and he went, I'm not going to be like Naito, I'm going to eat with this title, I'm going to sleep with this title, I'm going to shit with this title. <laughs> and then I just come out walking in the bathroom, Jericho's just sitting there with the air cleaning little title, just sitting there. Oh, around his waist. <laughs> no, he went to it with... When... No, I'm not even going to get into the logistics of that. Yeah? No. You'll think about it later, though. Anyway, the main event was Kenny Omega versus Okada for the RWGB heavyweight title and it was a two or three falls match with no time limit. Sorry for that ladies and gentlemen, uh, for a sudden change because the studio once again has let us down. Yeah. Maybe it's not such a shame that we're uh, missing out on the studio. Maybe. Yeah, I was certainly say I was talking about Okada Omega, it was easily back and forth because they know each other so well on the counters. Yeah. After. Because we were just discussing the fact that, like, what did you lose? Yeah, the Kota Bishi thing that's our work. It looks like he's officially moved on from yeah. Bullet Club. Uh, so Kara got the first fall from uh, Batsley, but Kenny Omega eventually won both times, hitting one winged angel. He's finishing with the one winged angel. One winged angel. Right, so he lifted him off my shoulders. And, like, yeah. Started a whole thing when people in NXT saw Killian Dane hitting the same alarm move called the Ulcer Plantation. Then had to point out to people, you know, that a lot of them didn't, because a lot of them didn't know his work before. And his gun down, I've been using that move for ten years. I used it before he did. <laughs> also, you can do it. People can use. Not like he has the move copyrighted. Yeah. And fucking almost everybody in their mum in wrestling uses a fucking super kick. Yeah. Just because the young bucks have put it into their mouth doesn't mean other people have stopped using super kicks. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked again. But yeah. The thing was, he, Kenny in the first match at Wrestling was never able to hit that move. His move, and all people were saying, like, oh, if he'd managed to hit that move, he could have won. And then the draw, he hit the move, I'm pretty sure Kara rolled to the ropes. And then he beat him. Then in the G1 match, he had finally hit it and beat him. So he's saying, like, oh, I, I know I can beat you now. And then in both, right, both falls, he, he definitively used the move and beat Okada with it. So now Kenny is finally the IWGP heavyweight champion. And after the match, the Young Bucks came out because they've been kind of been doing tension between them because they were kind of in their own wee sub thing within Bullet Club, so they were kind of his, his friends, and now they've 
Yeah. Seems they've all reunited now. It seems like there's a new group, uh, Kenny, Ibushi, and the Bucks, <laughs> which, who have now called themselves the Golden Elite. The Golden Elite. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was thing like Cody Rhodes yeah. came out of the ramp, and they were kind of inviting him, like, Mon, come into the ring, we'll put this all behind us. And mm-hmm. Cody just walked away. <laughs> and then that set up the... We've got a show on July 7th in America at the Cow Palace in San Francisco, which is actually the same arena. Uh, we had no way out two thousand four, where Eddie beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah, uh, which I think holds like thirteen, maybe fourteen thousand people for a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've confirmed that Kenny's first title defense will be against Cody. Yeah. The only thing they've been kind of change, exchanging some wins in time matches in New Japan shows Kenny and Cody, mm-hmm. and then they had the match WrestleMania weekend at the Ring of Honor show. Which they've been surprised Cody kind of won. Mm-hmm. Cody won. I think because uh, I think Marshall accidentally hit Kenny with something, and then Cody took advantage, and I was kind of really because I was wondering before days before the show, like what happened to that feud between Kenny and Cody? Like Kenny, Cody sort of won, which he probably shouldn't have, and then I realised, oh, that's why because they were waiting for this. Now Kenny's going to retain the belt and have definitively like put an end to the, the feud. Yeah, I think I think the things I've seen, I think it looks like the Bucks have left. Similarly, left the Bullet Club, and I think it looks like Cody's officially. Kind of taken over, mm. or then said finally, but it just look, that's what it looks like for me. And that's, that's how you perceive it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were kind of worried that the tickets weren't selling out selling as well for this uh, Cow Palace show because uh, it was on the first day it was like three thousand tickets sold, but they say they talked about how the last show Strondale was like five thousand or so, and that sold out. Within an hour and all in was ten thousand. That told out in thirty minutes. And again, like, well, that was before. That was, this was all before matches were announced. Now matches starting to be announced. Mm. Also, this is this is America. Like maybe it's mostly American fans. Maybe there's not a lot of people like from Japan who are willing to pay money to go to America to see a show mm. when they know they're going to be back for the G One, which is like a month worth of shows mm. in their home country. Also, if they're going to pay to see shows there, they're going to have money to waste to go over. Buy a plane ticket, which is probably no expense, no, no very cheap to play it by a plane ticket from Japan over to America. You see, and yet another wrestling show. Yeah. As I say, now the matches are being as maybe that'll. I'm sort of thought to see if Jericho will be at the Cowbell show because it is rumored that he'll be there with the Intercontinental title. I can see he'll be there. Yeah, the one of the uh, matches featured Jay White, who is the US champion. Yeah. He's a one of the game. I go really a US title. None of the two holders have ever been American. Kenny's Canadian, and Jay White won it from, and he's from New Zealand. So, uh, because they have no good American US champions. Anyway, uh, it was pinned in a random time match by a guy called Juice Robinson. Who, uh, and I think they're, they're really missing out on an advertising deal there with Robinson's fruit juice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he was pinned by Juice Robinson, who was formerly CJ Parker in WWE's NXT. Uh, so he pinned him, so they've confirmed that because uh, he pinned the champion, just will get a title shot. Because you had to know that an American show, the US title, would be defended because it was last year's US show where they had the tournament which crowned the first ever US champion, which ultimately was Kenny. Yeah. Uh, yes, and then they got the Evil Sonada, Evil Sonada kind of rematch. Also, they're having a couple of strong style of old shows in the UK for the first time. Yeah. Weirdly, 31st of July, I believe, is Manchester, and then the second location of all the places they could have went in the UK, August 1st, Milton Keynes. Of all the places, I'm, apologies if you're in Milton Keynes, but it just doesn't seem, scream 
city where you'd hold a major wrestling show. Oh, well, we can have the festival where we can have the wrestling show. Probably. Um, I've been to a festival in Milton Keynes. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, well, I, the I know I, I, I know. I kind of talk to most of the time, but there was one thing, there was a match, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., the British wrestler, yeah. him and Manolo Suzuki are the kind of very pro British tag team champions, and they've kind of got a working relationship with New Japan, and Zack uh, was the very pro British heavyweight champion, but he lost it to a Japanese wrestler called Tomohiro Ishii. He's a very tough-looking man. Yeah. That's very stout, but very hard, hard-hitting man. The Stone Pitbull is his nickname. Okay. Yeah. Um, we confirmed uh, there was a kind of a brawl between Suzuki and uh, Tomio during after the tag match, a tag match that they had at Dominion. Mm. Also, but I've actually interviewed Zach had won the New Japan Cup and got a shot at Okada, but he didn't win. Mm. But he said, "I want whether." Okada's the champion or not, I want another shot when New Japan comes to the UK. So they confirmed that night one, uh, Zack and Minoru put their tied, pro tag titles on the line against yeah. Okada and Ishii, and the following night will be Okada, will probably be Okada, Sabre, but they have confirmed that in the second night, Suzuki will challenge uh, Tomohiro for the British Heavyweight Championship. Mm. It's kind of funny, the British Heavyweight Championship defended in England between two Japanese men who Barely speak any English. But <laughs> oh uh, well, it should be a very hard hitting match. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm watching the, I was watching a match from the New Japan Cup, and it was Michael Elgin, who I mentioned before. Mm. It, it was the only thing where he and Ishii were constantly chopping each other, and barely, it barely like, affected any of them. And uh, you know, just Ishii was just casually sitting in the corner while Elgin was chopping him, when the commentators just went, Tommy Hero just looked like he's waiting for a bus. He's not even looking at Elgin. <laughs> Which was, he just casually was like, on you go. No sailing. Yep. See, I, I know it's been quite long. I've had a, I've wanted to talk about New Japan because, really, I like New Japan, but I don't, I don't see it as a BL end all that a lot of people have seen it. And I've kind of, the part of me that feels bad about it, thing like, I'm sorry, I'm thinking like, is there something I'm not getting? Because I enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it to the extent that others do. Mm. You get what I mean? I get what you mean. Uh, yeah, we got with WWE sometimes. Yeah. Uh, some, also, I'm waiting, waiting to see what fucking Dave Meltzer gives this one because he gave him, he famously gave him like six stars before and then six and a half. And he's got something breaking his own five star system, which kind of devalues it now when he ever gives something five stars. Because yeah. he gave Jericho Omega five stars, he gave Gargano Champa, Gargano Amos in the North, North American Ladder match all five stars. Yeah. But kind of like you're kind of saying that oh this is five stars, but this match in New Japan was six stars. So you're kind of saying this doesn't this is good, but it's not as good as this. Because like the boy I was going to make earlier, but I said I was getting ahead of myself was when uh, I said that Hiromu won the New Japan the best of Super Juniors. Yeah. His final his finals match was given five and a half stars. Like why can't you just give it five? Why can't you stick to the five star feel? Like because I, I don't I don't I don't put as much skill in a. The star system because like I know it's just Meltzer's opinion. A lot of people hold that in such high regard. Yeah, but I'm like, you you've made this five star system yourself. Well, he didn't make it, but also this fight the, the system of there being five stars and that being it yeah. there for a reason. So I don't get why you feel like, like you don't understand it. Yeah, so, like saying something five star. How is that any less than than saying six star? Because people are still going to say that it was a great match. 
whether you give it five or six stars. Yeah, like I've been hearing people calling uh, Okada Omega the one that just happened the greatest match of all time. Like I liked it, but there were kind of, there were periods where it, where it was quite long because it was like over an hour it went. But there were also periods where the commentator, the announcer would say, "This is the minutes past," and like, "Oh, that didn't feel like that many time." But then other periods where it did feel like, yeah. But maybe that's just me with long matches. I'm not saying I can't pay attention. It's just sometimes you can definitely feel. I can't with a long match. A long match bores the crap out of me. I'm not the greatest fan of technical wrestling. I quite, I quite like it. Nah, I say just get to it and beat the crap out of each other and be done with it. <laughs> I'll give it everything. So, it depends how you feel. Sometimes you want the bit technical, and sometimes you want to watch some. Yeah. Or sometimes you want to just watch some flippy shit. I don't. I don't care for flippy shit or technical prowess. I just like to see them bleed. <laughs> okay. I I really don't give a shit how skilled a wrestler they are or how. Fantastically agile they are. As long as they bleed and suffer, that is generally my thing. You can tell I occasionally watch CZW. I see you and I know like your CZW. I feel like you, you, you like violent resins. I know I've went on a bit longer than I thought I would have with New Japan. Uh, so I'm sorry, I don't think we're going to get to our Ruthless Aggression discussion that we were talking about before. We probably won't. But we did promise we'd talk about Fraser, so we're going to get through that. We're going to spend like 10 minutes or so talking about that, hopefully. Yeah, let's not, yeah, let's not uh, skip ahead. Let's not uh, get too far ahead with the bit you don't like. Let's talk about what led up to that bit. Oh, yeah, And now we're going to talk about Fraser, episode three. E, uh, episode three, season one, dinner at eight, which aired September 30th, I believe, 1993. I was nine. You keep up saying I was like, you see, like, there's only a week difference between them. You don't need to tell me how it's every fucking time. Yes, I do. Oh, you have to. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, like, I know that you don't quite like this episode for certain reasons. Mm. And I'm going to move this quicker to you because oh, I think your, your thing's not going up as high as mine's is. that better? Yeah, it's better. There you go. I so, yeah, I don't want to have to constantly adjust the audio and the like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think everything up to the bit that you don't like was actually quite good. Yeah, everything was quite good up until that. Yeah. Uh, so you have Fraser talking to some woman who has a problem with her in-laws constantly coming over. Yeah. Which I was at the time thinking, given the time for thing, like, is this maybe an everybody loves Raymond thing? Because talking about a woman complaining about her husband's parents. Just so, quickly, I hate that show. Really? Yeah, I despise everyone loves Raymond. Despise it with a passion. Oh, this is very surprising, but alright. Not surprising, he's a dickhead. And his children are dickheads, and his wife are dickheads, and his stupid family are dickheads too. He's a dick. Alright, calm down. I didn't say he wasn't a dick, I'm just surprised that you... Yeah, and his stupid programme took one of the episodes of Fraser off daytime TV as well. It used to be three episodes of Fraser in the morning, and two of his crappy programme. And they only decided to put three episodes of his crappy programme on, and just take one episode of Fraser. Those bastards. Yeah, now you see. 
But go on. I'm partly serious, partly taking the piss. Yeah, you see? Uh, anyway, we moved to my parents who did film that our husband's solution was to, the other day was to duck down and <laughs> duck down while until they drove away. And then while they're on the on the mid while he's on the call we she goes, Shh, they're here. <laughs> and she hangs up and goes, I'll talk to them next time and hangs up and goes, Well she ducks for cover. Please enjoy this adver- advertising for carpet fresh. <laughs> How's that for a segue? <laughs> But then we're back in the home. Yeah, back in the home, and uh, Martin comes in with his new suit on. Yes. He's like, I took Dad out to Armani. You got that, Armani? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is quite noticeable because this is actually the first time Niles meets Daphne. It is indeed. Which I was actually surprised. I actually didn't realise it took this long. I actually thought they met in like episode two. No. I didn't realise it was episode three. It was weird because I forgot the anime when I watched it the first time because uh, I should watch this back earlier today because I'm already on season two. I can't stop watching. It's addictive. Yep, it's definitely addictive. Uh, even when I was only watching watch episode three for a reason to give, take more notes for today. You couldn't help it. I couldn't help but watch episode four as well. Yeah. I'm probably going to watch more of it when I go home. I can't stop. i got an issue. Anyway, uh, he was very... I know it's a problem in episode one, yeah, it doesn't meet Daphne. Weirdly, in episode two, he's kind of just not there except for one scene yeah. where he has to kind of talk stage to Fraser. Yeah. And then finally, he sees Daphne with, was expecting someone quite so. You're joking. He does the whole psychic thing. He goes, she's psychic. He decided to find it charming. You <laughs> <laughs> have occasional bouts of. You have occasional bouts of phlebitis. Fraser, she's amazing. You've never had lullabies in your life. I know, but I never wanted to upset her. Actually, I think we're mixing up two different bits of the meeting, but I don't know. Yeah, but we'll just consider he's yeah. uncomfortable and yeah. infatuated. You can tell even right off the start, off the bat, that uh, Fraser can send something up, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Fraser, I'm a happily married man. Marriage means the world to me. Just the other day, I kissed her for no good reason. <laughs> <laughs> so when, uh, when, when Martin shows him City, he walks away, and now it was his first thought is, Fraser, is he our real father? We've been asking this question since birth. Oh, yes. <laughs> I tell you about uh, when Fraser kind of comes around a scene where he's from their dad's point of view, saying like, "Yeah, he may not see the same. We he may not have the same thing in common as we do, but he was always working so we could have the. Yeah, he always worked hard so we could have the finer thing. Yeah, and uh, he's he's kind of been the voice of reason. Said like, "No, let's take their dad out, show them kind of a th- kind of a to try and introduce them to what they like." Yeah, and he comes across. He took me home at a new fancy restaurant, and they said. Uh, we were going to take him to Cigar Volon. Yes, I wasn't going to try and pronounce it, but I thought you might want to. Yeah, we were going to take him to Lairn. Just, 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 just how quickly they how quickly they both say at the same time. He's so proud of himself. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we're going to take him, and then what happens? We have the reservation, and then we do not have the reservation. Oh, 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 when he says, like, I was, I was trying again for months. You forget the name. The white bank waiting carries in this town. Well, unless the Major D is a bored housewife. <laughs> He goes, yeah, it'll be a chance to get, take where the dad goes, it'll be a chance to wear my new suit again. Yeah. Oh, we're happy about that. But between that bit and them losing their reservation, we have a funny bit back at the radio station. Oh, yes. Which me and Paul are very are very known to do before every episode of this podcast as well. Because <laughs> he says to Roz, before they do the show, Juan, don't make me do this. We do this every week. No, we do this every... You do this every week. You do this every week. I play along. <laughs> Who has the best damn radio show in Seattle? We do. We do. 
Yeah, Dean Power, known to do that before every podcast. Who is the best damn podcast in Scotland? Maybe us, maybe us. Probably inside the roads, but we're close third, fourth, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we, are third, we are close third, fourth, fifth in the running for sixth place. <laughs> Just behind eighth. <laughs> <laughs> we suck. We're not worthy. We suck. We're scum. Yeah. Oh, but before that, Amy said that. He says the whole bit we have was for you because I think she's talking about she meets a guy who won't pump her gas. She has to pick him up, yeah. and he is afraid of touching anything. So he like, oh, yeah. where do you find these guys? I answered his ad. Yeah. Okay, she reads at the, uh, the the little collars that they've got for the day. The few people who think their lives going nowhere. Some of these guys rest on fear their car and make the present. Oh, I love a Monday. <laughs> That runs no fear of your car. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He comes, then Mario comes in and he goes, Oh, I keep moving. This episode was, I keep trying to move on, but this episode was so good I keep forgetting really good things. Yeah. Oh, it makes it sadder than how it ends as well. Yeah. Uh, before, I say it was because it's such good, uh, good build up to the bit that's ultimately very annoying. Yeah. Uh, uh, but before the first time uh, Niles comes in before he meets Daphne. Yeah. I say, I people are, I think I'm surprised I'm all over the place. People shouldn't be surprised. We shouldn't. Anyway, before the first thing Niles comes in, he gets a call. Freezer gets a call, said, Oh, hi, Niles. He goes, Of course, pop in. And he immediately puts yeah. the phone down, walks yeah. over the door, <laughs> and opens the door, like, Hello, oh, Niles. I can't show that I wouldn't dare to pop by unannounced. So, yeah. yeah, they lose their reservation. So then uh, their dad offers to take them to the timber mill. I know we're getting into this, and you got a little ahead of yourself, so I'm out to a little too. That looked like a fantastic place to go. I would have happily gone there. I'm actually not a big steak person. But... It looked a good place, man. You got potatoes. <laughs> no potatoes. You got potatoes. Oh, now, uh, now he's going to see things up. Down chocolate cream for dad. He goes, for dad? I love down chocolate cream. Oh, what a coincidence. You and dad can share it. <laughs> And Daphne's going to her poker and she said, Oh, it's just me and the girls. Bit of fun. Nobody ever loses more than five or six hundred dollars. <laughs> it's a bit in Delboy, and no one's really noticed when Delboy's moaned up for gambling in the pub. Mm. It's only a friendly game. I've seen at least 50 quid change hands in here tonight. So I mean, a friendly game. <laughs> yeah, uh, Niles immediately does not want, does not want to go to the timber mill, but the are convinced that the whole point was that, uh, they were going to go out with their dad. Aye. Also, essentially, it was the reverse of what it was going to be. It was them introducing their dad to what they like, but instead it's them going to... into just a more chilled out and... Yeah, more simple. Simple place. Yeah. So they go in and uh, they get their ties cut yeah, off. the first thing that happens is the waitress just cut off their ties. I yeah. love Fraser and that scene. My tie! <laughs> That's just a tie. A hula bust tie. And then they get a they get a tree full of they go in and goes from that point on though the tone becomes a lot snooty snootier and it, every time I watch that episode I want to fucking slap them on the head uh, you know because they're, from Mark one they're so disrespectful to the place and to her dad yeah yeah you know? well, we get the tree brought out so they can choose what state they want it was how much would it cost to get one from the refrigerator. What's to say they had not just brought that tray from the refrigerator? Who knows? You know? Snooty bitches. Oh, I thought I do love though when they're taking the drink order and he says, I can't remember what, what three something, uh, uh, three something he asked for. 
That's what I'm saying. Three crown onions. Three crowns. If you give him two, if you bring him four, he will send it back. For you, the same. Mm. A Scully Gibson on the rocks. They barely eat their salad and then suddenly they're given their steak and like, great service, huh? Yes, with any luck we should be finishing our dining experience within the next 20 minutes. And, uh, and then Niall's bitches about with bacon bits on the potatoes. You all the, you all the fixings. They're all fixings. I would have loved that fucking you know? I would have loved that whole meal apart from the bloody salad. Yeah. Give Ooh. me another potato. Who wants salad? No one wants fucking salad. Well, they said the option was salad or soup, so you could have, if you were there, you could have soup. I would have had soup. Yeah. Yes, I would have had soup, steak, and potatoes. See, earlier we were talking about my imaginary job, and now we're talking about arguing about the menu of a fictitious restaurant. Yes. <laughs> Which is a lot better than what they would probably taken him to. Yeah. Anywho. What I was going to say is... This is where now uh, Martin starts to have enough with him. He said, well, he said, well, you, could well, least, you could at least be nice to the start. You've jumped ahead here oh. a little because you remember they're sitting there and they've been bitching and whining about the food and the service and the general place and they've been ridiculously rude, in my opinion. And then we start making little off the cuff jokes about the place. No, that's not what I was getting to. That's not what I was getting to. Mm. I wasn't going to say when, when, now, when Martin said, I know, I don't get you. I don't mind you bashing the loose beaky booze. Be a bit nicer to the. Yeah, be more polite to the waiters. He goes, I'll, I'll be. I'll show you a follow-up. He brings which should be any minute now. Mm. So he's 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 dismissive of his dad, mm-hmm. and then like I say, him and Niall start being horribly dismissive and making little snide comments and jokes about the place. To which Martin stands up completely annoyed with them, mm-hmm. and probably embarrassed, and makes a big. And quite rightly so, makes a big thing about them being dicks, basically. Because, yeah. like, they told earlier about how they took her after their mum, but that's why they like the opera and all that, and why they're psychiatrists. Uh, but at least she could sit and enjoy a, a hot dog at times and all. He's like, why didn't he pick up anything, like, pick up her taste? Or, and the, he points out, why their mum may have been sophisticated, she wasn't, doubt, she wasn't against something simple. Uh, that's in a way. Aye. She'd be ashamed if she see the two. Although, I know this is all quite horrible, but... There's this one funny speck in this whole thing where it was like, Niall, say something. Dad. The mud pie is coming. It's not just that. The way he said that, the way he turns around, it's like, oh, yeah, look at this. I just said that. Like, like, yeah. like, like, why the fuck did I say that? Why did I not say don't go or something like that? And he walks back to the deal slowly, and Fraser Wilk at the same goes, some mud pie is coming. I'll admit that bit is funny, but yeah. I mean, I'm too annoyed at them most of the time when I watch that episode to laugh at that bit. I'll laugh at it and go, <laughs> and then the waitress comes to take now now uh, Martin's play away and just looks at them both like as uh, she, she should like you dicks. Yeah, couple of assholes. You think you're dark with like have we become are we have we become too good for the simple things? Steak? Salad? Fixings? They promise to finish the entire entire meal. As a tribute to their dad, which takes them much longer than they had A little cutaway bit away, and they're kind of still sitting there. The waitress is all the one to go here, and the tables are all sort of still kicking and kicking at it. Like, I look at them in that bit, and it reminds me of how I'm with my kid at times when he's sitting, kicking and thinking, you know, just eat the food, for God's sake, eat the food. I'm, I'm pretty sure when they get to the cutaway, I'm pretty sure they're already on the, they're finally on the dessert, but the whole point is the place is, buddy, you know, is deserted by that point. 
Was there more? Main thing that annoys me about this episode is that you don't get. Like I know, ultimately, whenever whenever there's an argument in the shows like this, things tend to be okay. Yeah. But you don't get any kind of resolution for this. Like you don't get them apologizing. To just the next episode, everything's fine again. Well, you see, like in that episode, they were gen- they were deserving of her dad's annoyance. Yeah. Often. I don't think well, the way they were in that episode, you could have had resolution. Well, you could have had them go home and then and so apologize to their dad. I suppose. I remember, that was only the third episode in. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. Would have made, made, made it a lot less harder to watch. There we go. Well, that's good. Do you get uh, anything else to say about this episode other than the fact that they were dicks? Well, like, it, had its, it did have its funny moments. But I was, I was... I hate to be that person that says it, but I was terribly ashamed of them in that episode. Terribly. Yeah. Well, well, as one of the characters, you don't like to see them act like assholes. Yeah. And do you, on a little side note, my hair looks great. It really does. Go on, tell the people you can see it. No. Are you jealous much? No, I can't be asked. Are you jealous much? Yeah. See. Third time. Anyway, before we. Oh. Anyway, if you've not got anything else to say, do I just jump into the rating of this episode? I, I do. Also, I had to say a little bit more here, and I think I've covered that. So, also, your thumbs. Your thumb. My thumb is up. Really? I thought you said this. You said last week was a problem. Like I said, it's a very, it's a very, I'm very ashamed of Lem. Mm-hmm. And very annoyed with their behaviour in episodes, but it is a good episode. So, so okay, I've now been going back. Has that moved you from an up to from a down to an up? Yeah, it's, it is a good episode. Hmm. You know, I might not like the way that they are on it, but it is a good episode hmm. of the show. I think it's gonna. I might actually just give it a kind of a thumbs in the middle. Thumbs in the middle. Yeah, because it's not a down. It's not a up. But as I say, like it's good. Everything good about it up until then gets an up, and then in my mind, everything like the restaurant is a down. Except, you... except for the mud pie, so yeah, I don't want to. So I don't want to, mud pie's so, so I don't want to give it an ultimately up and down because there's so much. There's, there's bad at the end, but all good to lean up to it. I'm just going to leave it in the middle. No, okay. Well, I'm yeah. going to give it an up. I still think it's a great standout episode of Frasier. Yeah. So, on on a last note, down, middle, or up, with more hair. Come on, what are you going to give it? Couldn't give a fuck. The thumb was up. I win! Yes! You are win. You are a child at the time, aren't you? I am, I am, I am. But I'm highly professional. Uh, Come on, the, the flaws in today's show were not all down to me. It was down to you having a major freakout. I don't have a major freakout. Yeah. Please not talk about it here. Don't talk about it anymore, I don't want to discuss it. Anyway. Sorry we didn't get to your, like I said, there was a lot to talk about with, I want to talk a bit about the New Japan thing, and I wanted, also we had to get this thing, Frasier thing in because we promised every week. We did okay, we're just, we're just a little bit over, we're usual. Yeah, and we also had to work on the bloody studio. Yeah, blame the studio for every ill. Yes, everyone but, but ourselves. Yeah, we can't be blamed, we're faultless. Well look. It's my choice for uh, for music this week. It does. It does indeed. No. What will you pick? I don't know why I pick. Why 
Oh, your pecs and slayer. No, I don't have Oh, sorry. The girl who made me because his band are using that theme song for uh, one of their songs have been used for Takeover Chicago. Yeah. Which I, missed, I forgot to mention Takeover Chicago and Money in the Bank are both this Sunday. I'm very looking forward to. Well, Money in the Bank's this Sunday. Yeah, I'm really looking forward, very looking forward to. Uh, both shows more certainly more so. Uh, also the same night as uh, when the bank I'm going to ICW's Trunk and Trunker mm. at the garage, which should be fun. Cool. Uh, uh, Tommaso Jump and Drago are finally going to hope blow off their entire feud, which started with the kind of started with the turn, the turn of Champ at last year's Chicago, and now they're going to finish it in a Chicago street fight. Which apparently according to the rumors was going to be a last man standing match because apparently Nakamura and Asia are having a last man standing match at Money in the Bank. They said they can't have two Money in the Bank, two uh, last man standing matches. And also because one of them is for the WWE Championship, that got priority. Which I really hope Nakamura wins. Yeah, so, so sorry, I'm just thinking about how much I'm looking forward to take over Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but actually, doing a which, speaking of Money in the Bank, I'm going to be on Money uh it's let's do a bit retreat again this went uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be talking about a brief history of Money in the Bank and previewing this upcoming Sunday's Money in the Bank peer review and coming predictions. And then the following week we're gonna be on I'm gonna be on again where we review the actual actual peer review itself and hopefully if Paul manages to see it, he may have you may have some things to say about it next week. I will do my best. And I'll and I obviously will probably gush over uh Take over and talk about some briefly talk about ICW, and if we have time, hopefully, eventually we'll squeeze in that with the rest of your discussion. I know, I know, I would try, I would try and squeeze in the day, but we both have places to be. We do, yeah, we do, and I haven't had a cigarette for a whole hour and fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The record must be a record for you. <laughs> So, uh, just because I can't think of anything else, I'm just going to play this out with uh, the song that, of Chris Jericho's band, Volley, that's playing, that's being used for TakeOver Chicago, which is Painless. Painless. Uh, I'll just leave you with this. Follow us on Twitter at SPRally. Follow me at ScottMcClellan986. Like our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash rambling podcast. Forward slash. Forward slash. Yeah, it's got to do the hand motion. <laughs> The hand motion that the listeners won't see. Yes, that makes me look like an utter twat. What a what a day. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Hope you're not disappointed that you didn't we didn't get a chance to discuss the uh, the Russell aggression era. But oh patience, we all get to it. Patience, people, patience, we'll get there. The next time we do a podcast we'll be on Scott's phone at my board with Cider. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, you'll be calmer then. Yeah, well, won't be there, so you won't have to share it. Also, yeah, we'll probably also figure out time so because we'll have a lot of discussed so I need to probably come up earlier than we usually would, so we can get actually get everything talked about. Okay, come up earlier, but let's not get pissed. Ah, what's the point of everything, man? See, I'm joking. Oh. Gonna, we're gonna go before Paul's head explodes. Bye-bye. Bye.
Corazón 